Nasanta's Real is a Jamaican Christian podcast that is chronicled by Shakira Farron, popularly known as Nasanta Law. Nasanta shares real events that have impacted her through audio reels. Some stories are told through her perspective, while others are contributed by real and willing souls across the globe. Nasanta's Real is targeted for persons who require real encouragement to overcome the issues of the heart. This is also for those who are in need of a platform and an audience to share real and inspirational testimonies. If you've chosen to listen to her, then welcome to the real family. You're officially a real one. As promised, we are back and fueled with new episodes to keep you encouraged. Today's episode is from our brand new series entitled Struggling in the Skirt. We hope you'll be blessed. Hi, Lady Shan. Hi. Hi, my dear. I'm so excited to be here on it. And I am really, saying that, but I am excited to be. Here. Yeah, I am so excited to have you um, on Nasanta's reel. I yeah, like you were somebody who somebody else recommended to me when I was. I felt inspired to you know get somebody on Nasanta's reel to share the struggle of dealing with homosexuality and overcoming, and you know God just sent you, so. I, I am amazed. I am happy that he sent me because I have a message. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe that you do. So without further ado, I, I will just, you know, do a grand introduction. So today on episode two of the Struggling in the Skirt series, we have Lady Shan. And Lady Shan is a writer. She's a poet, a radio personality a podcaster and most importantly specific to this show today she is someone who has been delivered by the struggles of homosexuality and she she is here to share her story and with the hopes of inspiring someone who may be struggling in their skirt or maybe struggling in the suit within the realms of homosexuality Hi, Lady Shan. Hi, my love. Thank you so much for having me here today. I I am so happy that you are here, like legit, legit here. So to start, I am happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I hear it in your voice. So um, <laughs> to to start things out, we just wanna start off by talking, you know, a little chilly chill. So mm-hmm. we're gonna start to, you know, focus on your childhood, like back when you were maybe 10, 12, you know, eight. What was mm-hmm. what was your childhood like? Um, my childhood was very, very challenging. I grew up not knowing who I was. I felt, um, I remember just feeling so inferior to everybody that was around me. I felt like everybody was better than me. I had pretty, pretty low self-esteem. I felt like I was, I felt like I I shouldn't be here. I felt like God made a mistake of just having me here. So 
I literally started feeling all these emotions though when I started to have a knowledge of what emotion was and that was like maybe around um age eight Mm -hmm. just starting to feel this and I remember just having another family member around and I prefer that everyone favored her over me Mm -hmm. so I literally grew up just not wanting to be here like why am I here God that's literally how I felt growing up not wanting to be here on earth or to be alive Wow. And I can see the correlation with then, you know, wanting to be someone who you, who you were not created to be. And that, that leads mm-hmm. us to the next question. Um, you've identified that, you know, you started to feel emotions at age eight. So now want to know then, then at what age did you realize that you were attracted to this, to, to the same sex and, you know, having that identity crisis? Yeah, um, I don't know if you know Jackie Hill Perry. It's so yeah. funny that we both happen to have similar testimony. Um, when I heard she said four years old, she literally figured this out. I was so amazed because I thought I was literally the only one. I thought probably I was crazy because yeah. I'm telling the honest truth. I literally felt all these emotion when I was four years old. And I, I've always said that it's so funny that um, growing up at, at, at age four, there's not much thought. There's not much memories of just being four years old, but there's just these two memories that literally stood out just being four years old. Just remembering that at age four, mm-hmm. I was raped. Also at age four, I literally felt an emotion towards women, but I was young and I didn't know what to do with all that emotion. I didn't understand why I was feeling that emotion. But as far as I can remember, four years old was the first uh, time I remember feeling an emotion towards the same sex, to be honest. Wow, that that's a, a pretty, pretty early age. So, you know, after, I know. Yeah, like like after you realized it, then um. What what did you do? Did you talk to anybody or what? What what exactly did did the four year old you do after recognizing this? Well, you know we are pretty young, and of course you will try to do experiments. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I remember just having you know you know your neighbor or your um you know play dates and stuff like that and. I just remember being young and starting off doing some experiments. Of course, we didn't know what we were doing, but we're Uh feeling all these emotions and we have no idea what to do with them. So, of course, we just we just act out on all the emotions that we were feeling at the time. Yeah. And and did did you like try to talk to somebody or were you scared? I was pretty much afraid. Because uh-huh. there was something in the back of my head because of the fact that we were hiding to do it, it must mean then that something is not right about it. So yeah. there was, and, and then again, there wasn't really anyone to talk to like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, all right. You said that there wasn't really anybody to talk to. What was the, the, the background that you, you grew up in, in terms of family background and family structure? Mm-hmm. Well, um, my mom actually migrated to another country um, at that same, um, when I was, pro- no, she migrated to another country when I was one years old. So 
Um, at that time, my mom wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had already rejected me from the womb before I was even conceived. <laughs> so um, there wasn't really a, 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 a family, like a mother and father kind of family. My God. I spent... I remember spending a few years with my grand with my grandmother and also I spent another few years with my with my aunt and in both households I never felt that level of um acceptance I never felt the love that I was looking for like I felt like I I, I didn't belong as I said previously yeah yeah, I, I can see the, the confusion and, you know, the, the whole negative, di- the, the family dynamics and everything. I can I totally see where it stemmed from, you know, not having anybody necessarily to guide you, to talk to you. And in the same time, you, you lived a life of comparison, always comparing yourself to your cousin. And so, wow. Oh, so we see, yeah. we see where it, it really, you know, kind of stemmed from. So, um, that that's the, the the family structure. Did you have like a church structure then to help you, um, to probably learn certain things about yourself? You know, learn right from wrong. What was your religious background like then? Well, um, literally, when I moved to live with my aunt, she attended um, a Trinitarian church. So I remember um, I had to go to church. It was a must. But mm-hmm. I never felt a level of interest to go to church, to be honest. I was just going because she wanted me to and I had to because I was living with her. But there wasn't a level of connection with God. Yeah. Like I wasn't trying to seek him or anything. I was just there, <laughs> literally. I was just literally there. But I knew somewhere in the back of me, though, um, or in the deep core of my soul that I had a fear for God. I, I knew that, that I had a fear for God growing up. Like I knew that he existed. I knew that I, I must reverence him in some areas, of, well, rather all areas of my life. But I didn't, but I knew, I knew that, that God was real. And I knew that um, he wants much more from me. I knew that from a very tender age. Yeah, but, but you just didn't really have that connection. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. Wow. I didn't have the connection. Okay, so, all right. What about then, because we're trying to see, pinpoint the different social institutions. So we started with the family and then we started with the church and now we're at school. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have anyone at school that you could probably lead, lean on who, you know, spoke into your identity? Did you have any, 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 any person in your life like that? Um... To be honest, there was this particular teacher at school that would really talk to me. And this is probably um, in primary school. She would definitely talk to me. But um, as we moved on, as I moved on to high school, that's literally when my life really shifted. Because in primary school and kindergarten, I knew that I had these emotions. Um, But I didn't act out fully on it. 
to like completely transformed my identity. So everything literally started to really um, come to the light as soon as I hit high school. Wow. So yeah. what, 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 what was that process like then? You know, you say you go to high school, but want to know how, how, how did you say, at what point then did you make up in your mind that, oh, I experimented before, no, I want to do this, um, take up this new identity then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as I said um, previously, um, just I, I only made mention of one but I was actually raped like three times already. Wow. So at this at this present time, I hated men. I had a massive amount of hate for men. And I remember just going to high school and of course all the girls and everything, they were like, oh my God, I like this guy or I like this girl. I mean, I like this guy or this one is cute or whatever. And I really wanted to be like them to say, oh, I like this guy. And I literally tried to see if I would like a guy but it wasn't working. It literally, there was absolutely nothing in me that wanted me to like a guy. So of course, I'm like, I must be what we'll call it a gay. I must be gay. So I started telling myself that um, um, this is who I am. So I, this was in first form. And I remember when I hit second form, that's when I literally transformed. I changed my entire wardrobe. I just get rid of all the girl clothes and I changed it over to snapback hats. Those were wearing at the time. And, you know, to the Jordans and the pants and the t-shirts and the gym bras and the boxers. Literally transformed. Before we dive deeper into today's podcast, we just want to let you know that if you are compelled to share your real story on this platform, then don't hesitate to let us know. We are more than willing to allow you to share so that you too can touch all nations by being real. Here's a fun fact for you. At the end of January 2021, Nasanta's Reel was listened to in 50 countries within North and South America, the Caribbean, Africa, Asia, Australia, and Europe. The fun fact ends there. However, with that said, your story has the power to touch all nations. And the way to do this is to share your story. You'll never know which person you might be touching because of that story that you are compelled to share. To set this up, you can send me a DM on Instagram at nasantareel or you may also send me a message on WhatsApp or Telegram at 1-876-505-2993. Did, did you feel like at some point that if you if you transformed your identity, then this would impact, you know, no impact you no longer being, let's say, a victim? Because in though though we, we're focusing, you know, on you getting to that point of, you know, turning over to homosexuality, we can't ignore the fact that you were 
a victim to 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 to, to being raped so do you think that um being being um changing your whole your, your whole outward appearance was something to say men step away i am not a female i am a man leave me alone pretty much pretty much i've had guys who beg me to transform and be with them and i'm like I am not a girl. I literally, I just remember just saying that repeatedly. I am not a girl. I, I got really offended. Oh my if God. somebody called me a girl, I am not a girl. Do not call me a girl. I literally saw myself to be a boy, literally a boy, to be honest with you. And I felt like I did all of that because I was feeling so hurt at the time. And I felt also I was trying to cover over that, um, that, that, that emotional side because by nature, females are, are normally um, emotional. And I felt like the whole transition um, started really because I wanted to cover all that emotion. I wanted to be all macho and tough and strong you know like the other guys so i was literally trying to hide everything that i was feeling well you know before talking to you about this i never really took the time out to understand the psyche of why it is that you know some women will just like reach that point to say i'm done I'm done. I, I, I'll be honest. I never really see the depth, though persons have shared it because because mm -hmm. I, I know of an, indi an individual that I went to primary school with. She was raped and then right now she's full fledged, full pledged mm -hmm. rather on the other side. But I never really understood to this extent until talking to you how deeply affected somebody's identity can be to the point where, mm -hmm. you know, after being raped to say, I am going to go to the other side and this is my defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. wow. yeah. I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> oh, wow. oh God. Wow. Wow. I like, I just need a moment <laughs> to think. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> it's wow.
I know it's it's it can be challenging and and as you said like a lot of persons outside of persons who have gone through this like me really don't know how to deal with persons that are not going through it and I'm always saying like you know it's it's always better for a person who have gone through it to kind of help somebody out of it because a lot of persons do come to me and ask me like Shan how do you do it and I'm like hey I'm still doing it it's not something that I just, even in the whole transition process, it's, it literally wasn't something that happened overnight. It was a whole process. It was dealing with my voice, God's voice, Satan's voice. There was just so many voices that was, you know, playing in my head. But, um, even, um, persons who are in this, um, lifestyle who persons would want to help, um, it can be so challenging because they've already concreted in their mind that this is who I am. So what do you say to a person who've already said to themselves, like, this is who I am. It literally takes God. And it's, it was the same thing for me. It took God because a lot of persons came to me, even Christians, and they were like, um, you know, that's not who you are. And I was just like, any other um, person who, who was in this lifestyle I was like, you're judging me. Do not judge me. And for me, it was love is love. Just like I literally hanged with the LGBTQ community. So I was among them. I, I wear their clothes. I did everything that they did. So for me, persons telling me that my lifestyle was wrong at the time, it was very offensive because there wasn't any thought of changing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I see that. All right, so e- <laughs> I'm still baffled, but I'm I'm going to try to push forward because I know that persons, you know, would want to know more. So I'm I'm representing the people. Representing <laughs> All right, the people. So, <laughs> I'm representing the people, and I feel like one of the questions that one of the yeah the answers that they would want to know is that how did how did this new change in lifestyle um 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 impact how you socialize with others going forward then can you repeat that again oh how how did this change in lifestyle impact how you socialized with others uh like your family and so on persons in the community like how and and in the same breath too how did you feel when persons you know started to look at you a certain way and, and and I and I I'm guessing that they treat they started to treat you indifferently. How how did you feel, you know, besides being feeling judged? To be honest with you, outside of the Christian community who, you know, have spoken to me about my lifestyle before, um, my family, of course, um, my parents are Jamaican, my families are Jamaicans, and you probably would know that most Jamaicans are very homophobic, so I literally get the support from them that I was looking for because I was um, expecting them to accept me for who I am, but I didn't get that um, acceptance. And St. Martin, though, is a complete different country from Jamaica. Let me say that it's pretty okay. It's pretty normal over here to be like that. It's pretty no big. It's not a big deal. So in my community, I literally got acceptance from my community at school, teachers, literally wherever I go, there was literally acceptance from a massive amount of people than the than the minority. 
I got acceptance and I guess that's why and I felt love because that's really what I was looking for I was looking for acceptance and I was looking for love something that my family I guess wasn't given to me wow so so many things wrapped up in in that new identity yeah um Okay, so random question. Did you like give yourself a different name to match this identity? Because right now you're Lady Shan. What was, you know, your name before Lady Shan? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, at the time I had long dreads. So of course they used to call me Lil Ras. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Ras. <laughs> Lil Ras. <laughs> okay. So at what point then did Lil Ras realize that? you know, I need, this is, this isn't working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that there's more to me than what it is that I'm living. I need to change. What was that life changing moment for you? Yeah. Um, it literally took God, as I said, and I felt now that I look back, I knew it was, it was absolutely God stepping into my life and just intervening and saying like, Hey, it's time to change. At this point I was living with my mom and, um, yeah. I just remember my mom just being upset at me because I wasn't behaving myself. I was drinking, I was smoking, I was in gangs. I was doing a lot of things. And I remember she not being happy with me of all the things I was doing, at one point, she took all my clothes, literally all these clothes. And of course, for persons who are in the LGBTQ community, I'm letting out one of their secrets. They prefer to be <laughs> with, like, for person who, who um who is a, a stud, they prefer to be with all the women who are working because then you'll get the nice clothes and the nice shoes and all those things. So I had a lot of clothes and stuff like that. I remember my mom just taking all the, that clothes and just burning it to shreds and i'm like what am i gonna do i can't and she literally got me two skirts and i'm like well i'm not wearing a skirt skirt is for girl and i'm a boy and i remember just going to my friend's house who were actually studs as well and just taking borrowing some of their clothes to wear my mom found those and she burned them again and bought me more skirts oh <laughs> And I'm like, I got so frustrated, but I think it all happened where God literally stepped in fully now. Um, my mom actually went to work and she was talking to one of her co-workers and her co-worker happened to be an apostolic and her co-worker said to her that, you know, just send her to church with me. And of course, I didn't want to go to church. I just went that Sunday because I just wanted my mom to be quiet <laughs> and I just go to please her. I literally wasn't going for God or anything. And I remember just going that Sunday and just feeling something that I've never felt before. I felt like God was literally talking to me and now I'm crying and I don't know why I'm crying. I'm trying to wipe up all these tears and tears, oh <laughs> more tears, more tears after tears. And in that moment, I felt, I felt the call of God. And I remember that same Sunday. Oh gosh, I'm going to get emotional right now. I remember that same Sunday I requested baptism. I didn't baptize that Sunday, but I actually got baptized um, the other Sunday. And of course, December, past December, um, the 25th was 10 years since I got saved. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 10 years. 
because you know the next the, the question that I wanted to ask, but maybe you don't want to share your age or you know what what age did you did you you know let God in? Do you want to share the, the age? Sure, I don't have a problem. I know you're not gonna do the calculation, <laughs> but I was sixteen at the time. <laughs> oh wow! So I was pretty right, young. So, so that, I was that's, pretty that's young a, when I was doing all that, these things. Yeah, that's a that's a really really a- young age to be deeply rooted because you you sound like you were really really deeply rooted. But you know, God will allow us to go through some really nasty situations, not just for mm-hmm. ourselves, but so that we can reach other persons. Because you know, you've been delivered ten years, and your story is one that can still impact so many people especially in this generation where a lot of persons you know are hopping on to the notion that homosexuality transgender and you know all of that is the new thing it's it's nothing isn't wrong so you know god god god's time is it timing is sure yeah through your story i see that through your story um so okay, what what were some of the literal steps then that you that you took took and some of the literal steps that you're still taking to help you to walk in newness in a new ident in the new identity one that God has created and called you to? Ah, oh, wow! It wasn't easy, my love. It literally was not easy. It wasn't. A walk I can in the park. Imagine. It wasn't because at the time when God called me, I was still in a relationship. And of course, it wasn't something that I literally let go overnight. It literally took me a while until there was a particular preaching, maybe a month after. And the preaching was about, you know, the uh, it was like a condemnation, you know, for this lifestyle. And I was literally pricked in my heart. And I'm like, I'm going to let go right now. And I literally let go and I had to let go of the whole community because I was so attached to the community, the people in the community. I literally had to let go, let it all go. And of course, it wasn't easy because, of course, you know, you're in the world at that time. You you thought, you know, these are my right or die. So, of course, I can't let them go. So I was so attached to them. But I literally felt like it wasn't me alone, but it was me showing God my heart and showing him that I was ready at the time to really serve him and him stepping in fully and helping me through all of this because of course the enemy is not just going to sit back and be like okay she wants to be delivered I'm going to let her be delivered it was not easy it was not easy I had to let go of all these people I had to let go of the clothes I had to and of course I cut my hair and the reason why I cut my hair is because I felt like my hairstyle it had a connection with that lifestyle so I cut it because I wanted to break all ties you know, and at the time, all my boy mm. clothes were burnt already. So it now forced me to get girl clothes. And of course, it wasn't easy because I've trained myself to walk like a boy, to talk like a boy, to sit like a boy. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? Oh I'm going to like I was literally walking on the road and people are like, oh, my God, you look like a man in a skirt. And it, it was so embarrassing for me. I didn't know how to walk like a girl, to sit or to talk. And it was just, it was really God just, you know, really stepped in. And now I'm wearing skirts. I'm even wearing heels. <laughs> and I'm like, you know. 
what wait what was okay what was the it like when the first time you know after being delivered they put on the heels what was that experience like can you like recount a story maybe a drop somewhere you know i did i did i i literally remember wearing heels and and the first time i actually wore heels was actually my graduation because i remember graduating and i put on the heels and i was literally walking up that stairs and I fell. <laughs> Just imagine falling in front of thousands of students. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was embarrassing. No. Oh god. <laughs> but on the brighter side, you were graduating, so you know it, it's not like you would have a lot of you know um right. ridicule in time right. to come because right. it's bye bye. Right. But but now I I literally trained myself now though to walk in his eye, and I think I am being perfect. <laughs> well, I, I I am I am literally so Thank proud you so of you. I'm Thank I'm really proud. I'm really proud. So you know, um, we're still in 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 that area of your story where we're talking about the process of transitioning mm-hmm. and so on. So I I want to know then where what what did you use to replace the love and the community that you would get from like the lgbtqrsb <laughs> community i don't know where it stopped <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i literally i mean god god is good god is not short like his hands are not short and I literally, God literally removed those um, people out of my life and he plays some other persons. When I mean like young persons like myself who were really serious about God, they were dedicated to God. And I'm like, I had no idea that, you know, young persons like these existed, you know, who were really into God and God pulled me from that community and dropped me into this other community where young persons were sold out completely to God. And of course, you know, being around them, I started to pray more. I started to just be in the presence of the Lord more. Yeah. Wow. 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 I I am so happy to see to 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 to, to learn that you know you found you recognize that you are not alone and that persons were there. Um stemming from that too, stemming from you know love. Um did did you feel a difference to with your relationship with your mother going forward? No. I literally oh. I literally um got baptized and I made up in my mind that I'm going to serve the Lord now, made up in my mind that I'm willing to give my, to give God my all now. And at this present time, I started getting beaten to go to church. Wait, what? Beaten? Yeah, I used to get flogging just because I wanted to go to church. And this is from my mom. And this is from my mom. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, Wait, I don't, I don't think I'm understanding. So you used to go to church and then she's then beating you to not yeah. go to church? Yeah. I think I actually, um, I think I was locked away. I felt like I was in prison. I was, I felt like I was locked away for, I, I was literally locked away for six months. I 
the only place I could have um, go at the time was school and that's it. And school was literally um, maybe five minutes away from where I live. So when I finished school, I had to go straight home and I couldn't go to church. And of course, I felt so broken. And I'm like, I was talking to God and I was really angry. And I'm like, I can't believe you let me, you know, get baptized. And I thought you were going to be there for me. And now I'm willing to serve you. I'm willing to, you know, give my heart over to you completely. And you're going to allow um, all of this that happened to me, I, I don't get it. I, I didn't get it. I literally, and I remember at one point, I just literally started to pray. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I'm like, God, you need to come through for me. And I just remember getting beaten tonight <laughs> to go to church. And the next night I'm going to church. I'm getting beaten the next night and the next night I'm going to church. And I'm like, God, you need to do something for me because there was just something inside of me that just kept pulling me. And I knew it was God. I knew it was God. And at one point I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my lifestyle because it's clear that God is not standing up for me and he doesn't want me to serve him or whatever because I can't believe I'm going to church and I'm getting beaten to go to church. I didn't understand at that point. Understand. I do understand why God allowed me to go through that. I I I I I don't I don't under well I do understand but I don't understand if you get me like from the spiritual point point of view I I mm-hmm. I get it you know um the devil is going to always use different avenues to 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 keep you back and to present you know the notion that God isn't on your side so just go mm-hmm. back right I, I I get it from that point of view, but you know, from the emotional side, it's it's really hard to comprehend because you know your mother was the one who first um pushed you to go to church and now you're going to church and right. it's a problem. Right. Um you want to change your lifestyle, you've changed and now it's a problem mm-hmm. apparently. Well, it was very perplexing for you me. You know, you 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 have so much to share. Like I I want to ask you other questions, but I feel like I will have to invite you another mm-hmm. time to delve into to delve into that aspect. Whereas you know, learning how to let go and forgive, you know, your mm-hmm. family because I see family hurt coming mm-hmm. forth, and I know there are a lot of persons who are listening who have been hurt by their family and based on how you, you speak and, 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 um, you know, the, yeah, based on how you speak and your presence, it, I, I, I sense that you have let go of right. all of that. I have. You I are, have. you are mm-hmm. at peace. So on. Yeah. I get that from you. And I know that a lot of persons would want that kind right. of peace. They would want to know is that you attain this peace, but <laughs> podcast isn't really about that so i definitely want to come back. <laughs> that's fine i definitely that's want to and i want you, i want you to come back to to talk about um how you healed from being raped because don't think that i i haven't overlooked mm. that i have i i i have it jotted down i have it jotted down um that's another story that's another story young women and and mm-hmm. men are walking around um, with identity issues too, 
and other issues because they have been raped and they don't know how to let right. it go. They don't know how to so that's two things. And I feel like maybe if we continue speaking, there are yes. lots of more things. But I really, really want you to come back because you, God, again, I will say that God allowed you to go through so many things, probably not for yourself, mm-hmm. but because there are persons globally that you will have to help, that you will have right. to reach. Because if they, on their own, they're just going to to, to, to be under a rock beyond the rock and, and don't even realize that listen god is the rock and even though you're there rock bottom you can't go no further you can reach yes, jesus right. down there right but you, yeah but you know you're that person to to build that connection that though you're at the rock bottom jesus yeah, is the rock he is. yeah so i de- listen i definitely want you to I come back soon back. <laughs> yes majestic it down i am coming back <laughs> But um, even before that, though, I just I just want you to share like a snip, snip, snip bit, you know, into how it is that you let go of hurt, just hurt over overall, hurt from being raped, um, included, and 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 from your mother, and I'm sure a lot more, a lot more hurt was bottled up, bottled up inside of you. So just a, just a little little bit. And a word of encouragement for somebody who may be going through hurt and they want to let it go, but I don't know how to. Right, right. And I'm I'm sharing this because I don't want anyone to make the same mistakes that I made. And one of the mistakes that I made was I I cram things, so I push it aside, and that's not healing. You feeling a certain emotion, no. pushing it aside, that's not healing. I realize that healing is really facing it, really let it burn, let it hurt, let it break you to pieces, and then you get back, you, you, um, you get healing through that. And one of the things that I did was that I ignored certain emotion, I ignored certain feelings, I pushed it aside, I did not deal with it. And I thought that not dealing with it was really um, allowed me to be at peace, but I knew, I knew then when I was, that I wasn't fully healed because something happened and literally all that emotion, it was like, it was like in a closet that wasn't fully locked. And as you open the closet, everything just mm-hmm. followed on you. Literally, that's exactly what happened to me. And you will say like, Sean, you're, you're saved like 10 years ago, but would you believe that I received my, my, my total healing like recently, um, I kid you not, like there was just pieces, pieces of things that I wasn't healed from. And I'm so grateful that I'm a writer because like in writing, I've received so much healing. And for persons, you, you may not have to be a poet like me, but writing is so uh, therapeutic. I've received so much healing and even in writing it, mm-hmm. and even I'm writing my book right now and I literally spend nights just writing and crying and i'm like i thought i was healed from this why am i crying and i'm writing about all this guy what this guy did to me and what my family did to me and i'm crying because i wasn't fully healed i wasn't fully at peace but i can say now that i am at peace i can say now that i am completely completely healed and that's why as you said i can talk about it like this so um I would want to say to somebody that, you know, is feeling hurt right now to, you know, face it. Don't run away from it. 
don't don't push it underneath the rug because it's gonna if you put something underneath the rug it's gonna show that it's still there deal with it deal with it face all that emotion and deal with it and you will receive come walk through it walk through your healing process you know, it's it's so important that we walk through it. We don't have to, you know, make haste to run through it. And even in my healing process, I was just doing so many things in church and stuff like that. And I literally put everything on hold because that's the, that's the issue that we're having now is that so many persons, they're preaching, they're doing so many things, but they're not healed. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. So I put everything on hold and I'm like, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm going to God for healing. I'm taking all my healing right now because I don't want to be ministering and not heal. I don't want to be telling people to come to God and I want to be completely healed. So it's really a process. It's really a process and it really takes the full hands and the full help of God and prayers and fasting. Amen. I I I I do believe that someone or persons who are dealing with hurt are indeed encouraged. Lady Shan has outlined, you know, vital 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 methods of dealing with the hurt. Don't run away from it. Face it. You know, pray about it. Fast about it. Take some time. Healing healing doesn't occur overnight. Many times we feel like yeah, we go pray about it right now, and it's 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 okay. And you know what what just came to mind is you know an aspect of healing. Whereas many times, um, many times the the the, the area ha- has been treated, but you're still gonna feel sim- symptoms of it. Sometimes the area has been healed, but because your body is so used to it, you're still feeling the 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 symptoms of right. it. Right. You know and see the signs of it but that doesn't mean that your healing process isn't isn't happening it's 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 it a is. process so i hope that persons are it encouraged is. by this thank you thank you thank you so much for that insertion. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> So we, we haven't fin- I haven't finished um asking you some of the questions that I have. So, you know, uh we're just gonna like proceed no with them, problem. okay? Yeah, I, I love the conversation though. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, the next question is what are what are some tips that you have for persons who may be battling with with homosexuality on a whole or are wanting to go into transgender or you know the different the different sub right. sub right. identities within the LGBTQ community. So, so what are what are some some something that you have to set a um tips or, or so for them that who are battling right, with it. Right. Um, wanting to probably go into it or are they're in it they're in it already right. um there are two types of persons in this whole thing that you asked me here and of course there's one um who is in it and don't want don't don't yeah. see anything wrong with it and of course there's this other one who is in it but wants to come out um it's always challenging to deal with one that is in it who don't want to come out 
but it, there's a there's a um, there's a higher possibility of helping someone who is in it and wants to change. Um, but for a person who's not really in it like that, but is just struggling with the emotion, um, I want to talk to that person first, like that person, because I've had I've dealt with so many persons mm-hmm. like that before who um, they're not in it, they're not you know they're not experimenting, they're not doing anything. They just have this emotion and they don't know what to do with this emotion. What I always say to such a person is that um for a guy you know don't be hanging around all the guys just stay away from the guys <laughs> you know for the ladies yeah. don't be hanging around all the ladies yeah. and for me um i have to be wise and i don't mind saying it for me i don't be all upon ladies like that you know because i know i'm not gonna say because that's one of the tricks you know the enemy wants to say oh um, he, he wants to let you know that oh you're delivered you know you could you know you could do anything with the ladies like for me I've seen other females you know with their close friends and they act a certain way and that's okay you know girls on a whole are normally mushy and I'm like that's okay but for me I know that I can't do that because I know where I'm coming from and I'm not trying to get a trigger you know what I mean because that's what the enemy wants he wants you to put you back yeah. in a position that you once were and I don't want anything in me to be triggered. So I sometimes, of course I do have my girlfriends, but there's certain things I don't do with them because I know what um, can outcome of it. And you have to use wisdom. So, um, and even for the guys, you know, and I even have spoken to guys who are struggling and I let them know, like, you have too much guy friends and the guy friends are just like you. There's no help. If you're hanging around persons who have the same emotions like you, there's absolutely no help that is coming from that. You have to hang around persons who are literally um, have a different mind towards it um, that can help you out of it. Um, And as for that person who is actually in it and want to come out, um, I would definitely say to you, that you it literally goes hand in hand with the same thing you literally have to change your entire circle literally have to change your entire circle and it's not going to be easy and that's one of the things that i've always said it's not going to be easy i've i've always said that i know how this homosexual spirit operates i know how it looks i know how it tastes for a person who is dealing with it they don't even have to for a boy they don't even have to have at feminine for me to tell that this person is struggling with the a spirit of homosexuality there's a lot of times i go over to persons and i'm like you're struggling with the spirit of homosexuality and they're like how oh, you know i'm like i know exactly how this spirit operates because i feel like i have to so that because the thing is not because i'm delivered it doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't throw things at me literally i do get the temptations all that's a word not because you're delivered yeah not let me write that though not because you're delivered doesn't mean (laughs) delivered doesn't mean the devil won't throw temptations at you wow that's weird and in and of itself because you know a lot of persons think that okay you know i'm delivered so no shannon get no temptation and person will come to me like how you do it i'm like i'm still doing it temptation still comes but I've, as, I, as I've always said, for me, I know that I have to stay at the feet of Jesus. I'm not going to play macho with the enemy. You know what I mean? I know that I have to stay at the feet yeah. of Jesus and constantly seek him. So for a person that is really in this lifestyle and really wants to come out, 
that's the number one step right there your desire and god looks at the good desire of your heart if you have a desire to come out god is definitely going to help you i know that for sure and for a person who's in that lifestyle and don't want to come out yes. i don't know what to say to you i don't know i don't have the words i don't know it literally takes an intervention from god yeah yeah i i i I, I see what what you're saying. Only God can do it because some people are head 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 bound, thinking that listen, I am born this way, and nothing that you can say or do will change this. And I feel like in the same breath, too, many persons don't recognize that um, the lifestyle it's actually a spirit. Many people don't recognize that, and if you have to use spirit to deal with spirit. <laughs> You have to use spirit and and for the persons who may be thinking oh but lady sean keeps telling me to pray about it and to this and to that that's because it's mm -hmm. a spirit it's not anything in the natural sense so for persons who may be confused it's because it's something spiritual and um if if you want to delve deeper into that i'm sure she is more than welcome to have that conversation Most with definitely. you right Most definitely so listen towards the end where you you will get her her contact information no we're about to wrap up and i just want to to to, to ask you this this is something that um i i i thought about and i'm like mm -hmm. people need to know like what are some advices that you have for persons who may have friends and family that are that are um caught up or are wrestling wrestling with the idea of just abandoning abandoning individuals who who who, who, who are into this type of lifestyle because sometimes we don't really know what to do we don't know what to say but what are some things that you at that time wanted to know wanted to feel you know from your jamaican family right, per se right. i felt like i wouldn't have maybe gone so deep into it if i was getting the love because that's what i was searching for i was literally i don't think i was really searching for for a homosexual lifestyle like that I literally was looking for love and for per I've seen it so many times where a person just push away their family members because they're in this lifestyle kill them with love <laughs> kill them with love and I've always said yeah the root of this situation because it's so funny that there's so many persons who have been raped and up to this day they have not said anything to anyone and they probably just jump into a homosexual lifestyle with all that hurt and just getting you know a backlash from their family that's the worst thing ever you know find out from them like what is the issue why are you in this relationship some persons have been hurt by men you know um just just getting so many hurt by mm -hmm. men and they decide you know what i'm finished with men i'm just gonna go into a homosexual lifestyle like really find out because it's a reason there's a reason behind why people do things and if you find out that reason you never know you might be able to help them before they even go deeper because i'm telling you that as you said this is a spirit when the spirit wraps itself around you no cursing no hate or anything can get the spirit off you it literally takes god it literally takes the powerful hands of god to rip that spirit off you because this spirit i know it for sure that it is very fierce it is very fierce so it literally takes god so 
you know, help somebody before they even go deeper. Love them. Love them. Love them. Don't show them hate. Love them. Love them. And and one more thing I want to say is that um, it's so funny that even I was really looking for, of course, there was like a set of persons in the church that I was really looking acceptance from. And I didn't get acceptance from them because in their mind, they're like, God can change anybody else, but it's impossible for God to change a homosexuality, a homosexual. And I'm like, that's so sad that even in the body of Christ, people fail to believe in the power of God. So... I mean, if you can find it in the body of Christ that people are failing to believe that a person can change, I'm sure you, you can find it outside of church. So I think that was one of the, the challenge for me too, is that, you know, people doubting that God can change me because persons to say once, once gay, always a gay, something like that, they always say. But I'm just giving God thanks that I am an example. I am a light. I am transition. I am change. I am free. I am healed. And that in itself for me is beautiful. Wow, I I am literally over here just listening and smiling. I feel the change. I see the change. And in the same breath, you you know, this conversation has been an eye-opener. Um like I said before, I never really, you know, tried to sit down and think about what the psyche of 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 a, of a homosexual might be. And you know, you just sharing, just let me realize that I've been a bad Christian. I'm gonna be real. This is not as real. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go confess oh, and I'm to repent. I repent to third turn. <laughs> oh, no, but I realize that in in some ways I have been a bad Christian because you know it. Like you say, like you said, um, many times we feel like oh, the homosexuals won't change, like. God, God isn't powerful enough to change that person, and we just treat them with with hate. We we act as if the same deliverance for um, let's say a thief isn't the same kind of power of deliverance for mm-hmm. uh, a, a prostitute or or let's go back right. to it, the homosexual. So <laughs> boy, my girlfriend, <laughs> you you have really opened up my mind to realize that many times. It's it's an identity crisis. It's it's where they're they're they, you know going into the closet is because right. they're hiding something right. in that closet. Wow, 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 wow! <laughs> wow. This has been a, a great conversation. Like I, after this, I have to just sit down and just you know re-examine because I love persons and I don't think that I have treated wow. them the right way. I like. I remember, and I can say this, I remember that the person that I identified, I went to primary mm-hmm. school, I remember seeing her. And before she had told me, you know, she got raped and, and she got a child and she was going to raise the, the, the baby with her girlfriend or boyfriend, one of them. I don't remember where she stood in, in the community, right. if you get what I mean. I'm trying to... Right. to be PC about it um and and it's like I brushed it off and I was like 
okay, Sigi, I don't talk to you. And she would text me and I just oh ignored her. God. <laughs> oh God, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> and she would, she, I would ignore her. And I remember a couple of years past, I was walking um, in, in a town, mm-hmm. you know, in Jamaica town. And I saw somebody sneak up on me. And I turn around and I'm like, what is man I come up on me from a phone? I had, I think I had two phones in my hand. They just yeah. dropped in the road. And then I was like, no, are you this? And, you know, I was so, I was disgusting. I was like, um, me no say you did gone. But me never <laughs> no say you gone, gone. That was the first thing that came oh out my of my mouth. I, I I don't remember what happened next, but I know myself and I may have, I think that there is a strong possibility that I said to her, um, I have somewhere to go later. And I can clearly, I can clearly remember that last year, last year, I, I saw her maybe one or two times and I dodged her. I saw her one time in the supermarket, I dodged her. Cause wow, I don't and know what funny, to say. That that's the mistake a lot of persons make, and it's so funny that a person in that lifestyle, maybe all she wanted from you was a love, you know, a talk. You should find her and talk to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I really think so too. Yeah. And and get down to the root root yeah. cause, invite mm-hmm. to church, that kind of thing. It's fine, my love. It's fine. Wow. <laughs> So, you know, I have work to do. I hope that I'm the only one who has work to do. Oh, my. <laughs> I got real about it. You need to get real with yourself. Yeah. All right. So the last, last thing. Well, not so the last, last thing. Because I, I will want you to pray. So besides praying, this is the last, last thing. I would, I, I, I want to just ask you this, that. If you could talk to your to your younger self, what would you say to her about staying true to her God design? Wow, I wrote a poem about that. I, I can't remember it, but um, I would definitely say to my younger self, like, there's more in you than you can even imagine. You just don't know it yet. Like you're over here stressing about things wow. that God has already fixed. <laughs> your 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 identity might be in the ground. Your your self-esteem might be so low. But there's coming a time, girl, girl, where your self-esteem is gonna be so high and it's not even gonna be pride. <laughs> it's gonna be that confidence that God is gonna give to you and everything that you're going through, little girl. It's going to be worth it because it's not personal. It wasn't about you. God is going to raise you up to help somebody. And that's what you're going to do. That's, that's pretty much what I would say to my younger self. Wow. And, you know, fascinatingly, while I was listening, I was like, maybe somebody might feel that th- that word is to wow. them. Yeah. And I hope th- I hope somebody catch that. I hope somebody receive that. Yeah. Yeah. This. <laughs> this has been a great 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 talk and i know that god allowed us to have this conversation at the right time Mm -hmm. yeah because the last time 
it, it it was raining and i remember you saying that every yep. single time you're supposed to share the story something happened I know. and thankfully I know. nothing happened today i i hope yeah. well on my side, nothing happened and we're having that conversation and you know by talking realize that we actually want to launch the episode <laughs> so the same funny. day i'm like <laughs> that's that's super, that is so that's divine super. that is so divine that is so divine so you know, before we delve deeper into your podcast and where persons can find you, just, you know, we're, we're going to take a, a minute or maybe five, depending on how God leads you, to just pray for individuals who may be battling, struggling in the skirt, struggling in the suit um, with homosexuality, and to also pray for persons like myself who didn't, who don't know what to say to people and They've been bad Christians, and even if they're not Christians, just oh. bad people on a whole. <laughs> just pray for us, and you know, just continue, just pray as the Spirit oh, of God, God leads. I thank you, God, for your grace. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, you've been so merciful to us. God, you've been so gracious to us. God, your word declares that as far as the east is from the west, that far as you removed our transgressions from us. The scripture also says, God, if thou, O Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, then who will stand? But there is forgiveness with you, God. There is mercy with you, God. And we thank you today for this chat. We thank you, God, that you're in the midst, God. God, today I pray for somebody that is struggling, God, with homosexuality, God. God, I believe in the power of your hands. I believe God, that your hands are not short. I believe, God, that you can do great things, more than what we can even think, more than what we can even imagine. And I pray, God, that you will get in somebody's heart today, somebody that will listen, God, somebody that is listening even right now. I pray, God, that you will touch them, touch them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you will help them to overcome. God, I pray that you'll place overcoming power in them. God, if you remain the same and you have done it for me it means then god that you can do it for them god i pray that you will show yourself once more god to somebody that is struggling a young boy god a young girl god that is struggling help them even now god help the people that are around them oh god that they will help them to even love them and to even help them to overcome the hurt and the pain that they're feeling almighty with joy and and the love that you would have accepted them with god God, I pray that you will intervene even now. God, I pray that you will show yourself strong. For I know, God, that you are still in delivering business. God, deliver again. Heal again. Set free again. As I will continue to bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for this prayer. Thank you for taking the time out to just come and share. Thank you um, for having me. Like, thank you. Words are not enough <laughs> to express my gratitude towards you're welcome. Yes, you are more than welcome, but I feel like I am more I get still you. the one to say but thank I, you. I'm really grateful to be here though. I'm really grateful. Like, like, we we certainly had a great conversation and i am sure without a mm -hmm. doubt that someone even just one person was blessed by listening to what you had to say the encouragement you know sharing your story 
well stories because mm-hmm. we, we went into we went into different um as, aspects of your life and again I, I must say that we will definitely have to reschedule well schedule um maybe two more interviews to talk about <laughs> two other things I and I feel like when we talk about either. that two other things other things will come up I'm but I don't have a problem <laughs> I don't have a problem <laughs> I don't have a problem so yeah yeah, we, we're definitely going to touch all nations by being real. We're going to be real. So, you know, to, 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 to close off, I just want you to let persons know where it is that they can find you, where they can listen to you, to you on the radio, because you're, you're a radio personality, and your podcast, where they can read your poems. Oh, you said that you're of working course, on a I'm book. Re- working you know, just, radio, just let us know. I'm still a radio personality. <laughs> um. Um, of course, you can find me if you, you guys want to add me on Facebook. That's okay. You can find me yeah. on Facebook at Shan Watson. If you want to follow me on Instagram, of course, go ahead. Follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Lady Shan. And of course, you can follow my business page at purethoughts.fm. And you can listen to me um, on uh, Anchor, which is um, you can listen to me on Spotify, um, Apple podcast google podcast at pure thoughts podcast nice nice thank you thank you for sharing and um if if you didn't catch all that then look into the description section of this podcast and you'll see all the links to you know finding lady shannon reaching out to her (laughs) don't forget that um no scrap that Uh, (laughs) feel free message her feel free to message her let her know how you 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 felt listening to this podcast if you're someone who is struggling don't hesitate to reach out to her as she said before she has been helping persons and she will see it as the work of the lord to help you so don't hesitate yes 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 so thank you everyone for listening to nasanta's real And this is where we leave you until next time we come with another episode to help you within your struggle because we're touching all nations (laughs) by being real. You have made it to the end of today's episode and we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. As stated before, if you are compelled to share your real story on Nasanta's Reel, then feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at Nasanta Reel, or you can send us a message on WhatsApp or Telegram at 876-505-2993. We also welcome reviews in our DMs, so don't hesitate to send us a review as well. Additionally, we want to get the real word out that we are being real over here. So please, please don't hesitate to send your friend or a friend of a friend of a friend this link. Listen, we want to grow our real family and we can't do that without you. Or message across the world depends on you. So don't hold back the ministry. It's been real and this is Nasanta signing out.